You know, it's funny, uh, for the Christian church, every year there's two times that we uh, celebrate really more than any other times. And Christmas and Easter are some of the biggest holidays, the holy days for those who claim that Jesus Christ is Lord. And in some ways, we've been practicing how to celebrate Christmas and culture has taught us how to celebrate Christmas, maybe even more so than than Easter. Um, And I want to instruct you this morning on how we should celebrate Easter, how we should celebrate that Christ is risen. And um, what I want us to do is to consider the story of how the first Easter came to pass And as we do that, I hope that we'll find um, instruction for how we can celebrate this day. I don't know what all of today holds for you. I know the church, we have a lot of activities. Maybe you've had family plans this weekend or even later on today. Uh, But it's more important that we get this part right than anything else, that our hearts rightly worship the God who gave us everlasting life, the God who gave us forgiveness and grace, the God who gave us a a fresh start, and more than all these things, the God who gave his only begotten son, and God in the flesh, Jesus, who gave his own life so that you and I could live. Luke chapter 24, verse one, is one account of the resurrection, and that's where we're going to be uh, focusing this morning. Luke 24, 1. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, and the church said amen, early. (laughs) Uh, Early dawn. They went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here but he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise? And they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene uh, and Joanna the Mary and Mary, the mother of James, the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. Amen. You know, we who are sons and daughters of the living God, we who've been born again by the power of the Holy Spirit and the good news of the gospel, we have a new life and we have a different faith than anyone else on earth. Ultimately, we celebrate today and our hearts are celebrating and I encourage you to celebrate Christ, the living and risen Savior. Now, there's a lot of religions in the world and there's a lot of people who have claimed to come in the name of God. 
who has come and said that he is God, that he is the son of God. And ultimately, all other heroes this morning, you can find where they were buried. You can find their bodies somewhere. And now it may not be fully uh, in, in the same status that it was when they were living, but you can find their tomb. You can find the place where their life stopped. We celebrate that we have come to engage We have come to worship. We have come to even commune with a resurrected Christ that is just as present here as he was there, just as alive now as he was then. If you wanted to, and we had the time and the money, we could load up the church van and and go and see where George Washington is buried. Uh, If we wanted to, we could load up and go uh, around the world and go see where different uh, religious figures have been buried. But you can't find the place where Christ is buried today. And rather than spend the money and, and the travel and the time, you can actually commune with the risen Christ right here, right now. All other heroes who have fallen did not get up but ours has risen from the grave. The question that that was posed to these women was, why do you look for the living among the dead? And there's a good question for you and I this morning. When we worship Christ, don't worship a figment of your imagination. Don't worship someone who once walked this earth. Don't remember like you would a, a grandparent or a parent or a friend, or a coach, or a teacher, someone you used to know, and you're thinking back on them fondly. You can actually, not through memory, but through present participation, engage with the risen Christ. It would be foolish for us to look for Christ among the dead because he is not there. He's not gone. We don't have to look into the past history books. He's not only in the pages of scripture. He's right here and right now. And there's a couple of things that we can talk about. The reason why we should not look for Christ among the dead. We should not look for the living among the dead. First thing I want to tell you about Jesus Christ is that because Jesus Christ is alive, uh, he carries a body that shines, that comforts, and that is growing. Uh, The dead leave behind a body that is decaying. Each one of us, by the way, your body has an expiration date. And some of y'all who have a little bit older of a body can testify. It starts to deteriorate a little bit, right? Those muscles and those ligaments and those, uh, the, the skin and everything in this body doesn't last forever. I knew I would get some amens on that one, right? The dead, the, but ultimately this body, when, when this body ceases to uh, live, when our heart ceases to pump blood, when our lungs cease to fill, that body begins to decay. But Christ, the risen king, carries a body that shines. When he stepped into the room, it was like a brilliant light was surrounding him. There was this glow and this glory that Jesus Christ had the first the new addition of a resurrected body. And and the Bible says that he's not the only one, but he's the first fruits of the dead. So it's like the grave is a field that's been planted by a, a farmer and he's the first one to be, the first fruit to be produced. 
That's good news because we're not celebrating only that his body is, has been carried and redeemed and restored and resurrected, but you and I and all the faithful saints that have gone on before us, their bodies will be restored by faith in Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but there's certain loved ones that I wish that I could see, not because I don't remember what they look like, but there's something about the physical nature of being able to touch, being able to hold, being able to find comfort in a body that is still able to hug. Wouldn't that be awesome? For Thomas, it was a big deal. He said, I can't believe that Jesus Christ has risen from the grave unless I see the, unless I touch the holes in his hands. And later on, when Christ revealed himself, he said, come, see, touch. Friends, we don't have a God that's distant from us. We have a God that's as close to us as the one sitting next to you. That's important. As it is that the dead... Those who have died, all those fallen heroes who have died are lost to the past. They are figures of history. And yet Christ is now living in the present. You know, sometimes it's amazing. I don't know if you've had this experience where you'll remember something about someone who's passed and you just think about those beautiful memories and you can even start to talk to them, you know, kind of like, I don't know if that's you, but I've done that where I'm just kind of remembering loved ones that have gone on. Something much more powerful, even more present, is that you can talk to Jesus. I'll be driving in my truck and, and just look over at the empty seat, and I'll have a conversation with the Lord. On those, on those rough days, it's Jesus, Lord. <laughs> Are you with me? Lord, I need your help. And you know what? He's right there with us. He's open to talk to you. He can carry burdens. He's a good listener. More than that, he still speaks because Christ is not just lost in the past somewhere. He's present reality right now, this morning. So in this place, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we're celebrating that day 2000 years ago. And he says, oh yeah, I remember that day, but also I remember your day yesterday. I was with you. Lo, I am with you to the end of the age. We serve a present God who is with us and near to the brokenhearted. If we go back, we can look at this passage. It says that, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? He is not here, but he is risen. Christ is not... Uh, Christ is not, um, let me put it this way. The dead are not active. They're not moving. They're not able to do certain things, but Christ is living. Christ is risen and Christ is on the move. The resurrected Christ is moving in our lives. And if you could just stop right now and look at your life, sometimes we wonder uh, where is God or how is God moving? But those of faith have eyes to stop and see God is moving in my life right now. In the good times and the bad, in every relationship, in every uh, joy and also in every sorrow, 
Christ is moving today. Christ is moving in his church. The body is alive. And those sons and daughters who are carrying the Holy Spirit, you are the hands and feet of Jesus. Where's Jesus at in the world today? Well, he's moving through the life and the love and the testimony of every son and daughter who walks the streets of Houston, who walks the streets of cities all around the world. Christ is alive and he is active. He is risen and he is on the move. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day and on the third day rise. Verse eight says this, and they remembered his words. Have you ever, have you ever heard words of scripture and you've read them before, but when you read them, it's like you're hearing them for the first time again. It's like the voice of God, the Holy Spirit is breathing life into them. And you didn't audibly hear them, but it's like you, you heard them. That's the thing about dead people is that dead people can't really speak anymore. But the risen Christ is still speaking today. And his words have life that give us hope. The words that they remembered was that Jesus said this, this had to happen. This had to happen. I don't know what you did on Good Friday, but 2,000 years ago, what was happening in Jerusalem is that Jesus Christ was nailed to a tree. The crowds that were celebrating him as uh, king were now shouting out, crucify him. The Bible says that God the Father delivered Jesus into the hands of sinful men. That the Father so loved you and I that he gave his baby boy into the hands of the mob, knowing that they would crucify him. The words of Jesus came back and it said this, this had to happen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. Brothers and sisters, the will of God in our life is not optional. The will of God will be accomplished. This is good news this morning. Wherever you are in life's journey, it's not a toss up of how this thing turns out. The victory that God has secured at the cross and at the empty tomb is a victory that applies to your life today to your next decisions you have to make, where you live and what you do for work and your relationships, all of your life is being worked out according to the will of God. And ultimately, everything that is happening must happen and will happen according to the will of God. So I'll just encourage you with these things once more and then there's one more figure we have to look at. Dead bodies, uh, the dead leave bodies that decay, but Christ carries a body that shines, that comforts, and that is growing. The dead are lost to the past, but Christ is now living right now, here and now in the present.
The dead are not active, but Christ is moving and on the move, not only in the world, but in your life every day. Jesus Christ is accomplishing his will for the earth through your words, through your actions, through your life. The dead cannot speak, but Christ is still speaking words of life to us today. Now, when Mary and Joanna and Mary and several other the women left to tell the apostles what they had seen. Verse 11 says the apostles didn't believe them. These words seemed to them an idle tale. Brothers and sisters, I want you to listen very closely. This story is not just a story. This story in your heart cannot be a fairy tale. It cannot be an idle tale. It cannot be a, a message from the past. It has to be the reality that we build our lives on today. These words seem to them an idle tale and they did not believe them. But Peter rose up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves and went home marveling at what had happened. Now, now one last figure that they put in this narrative, Peter. Now, the last time we saw Peter, I don't know if y'all read before what was happening on Good Friday, but he was by a, a fire out in the courtyards of the, um, of the trial of Jesus. And several came to him and said, aren't you one of his disciples? Jesus said, no, I don't know him. No, no, no. I know I've seen you with him. You're one of his disciples. I'm telling you, I do not know him. No, no, you got a Galilean accent. I know you got to be one of his guys. I'm telling you, I've never met the man. The last time we saw Jesus, Peter. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Vanessa. Peter, the last time we saw Peter, yes, it is. Um, he was denying Christ. Don't you think he would be one of the least likely figures in this story to be one of faith? I mean, if I'm Peter and I just heard that Christ is back from the dead, I'm going to be kind of steering clear for a while till I see the coast is clear, you know, to make sure we're still good. I'm going to be ducking his gaze for a while because I'm not sure the last time we locked eyes, the Bible says, was when the rooster crowed and he heard him deny him. But Peter runs to the tomb. Friends, you getting up early this morning and getting dressed up to come here, maybe, maybe your life has not always been the perfect example of faithfulness to Christ. Maybe if you'd be honest with yourself, you look at your past and you say, there's times and moments when I have failed the Lord in faithfulness or in actions or in words. But Easter Sunday is not for those who've always lived perfectly. Easter Sunday is for those who run to the tomb seeking to find grace and forgiveness and mercy. Peter knew enough about Jesus that if I can go to where he is, that I will not be turned away. That if I can go to where he is, if I can go and see this thing, that I'm going to find grace upon grace upon grace. So maybe you're like Mother Mary. Maybe you're more like some of these other women who were Better pictures of faithfulness, really, than Peter at this point. But maybe you're like some of us who can say, I feel like a little bit more like Peter. I don't know 
sometimes I feel like an imposter in the suit. I'll be honest, you know. I don't know if my life is reflective of someone who is a, you know, a 7 a.m. type of Christian. You know, maybe y'all are all 7 a.m. type of Christians. You're like once a year, pastor, once a year. But the faith of Jesus Christ, the faith in Jesus Christ is for all the sons and daughters who say, I run to Christ not because I have earned his gift of sacrifice, not because I have earned his grace, but because I know that he won't turn me away. And so the, the empty tomb is for all of us this morning to say that here at this place, there's grace upon grace upon grace. Here at this place, there's new life and there's hope. Friends, throughout the rest of this day, and if you got more church, hey, Pastor Daniel, I see you out there, man. <laughs> Pastor Daniel from La Roca. We woke up earlier than La Roca this morning. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. They stay up later than us, so they win on that. <laughs> Christ is risen, friends. Don't let this be a, well, you know, I'm a Christian and I, you know, it's a cultural thing. Easter Sunday's kind of, we make a big deal out of it and it's the right thing to do. Yeah, that's all good, but don't go seeking for the living among the dead. This is not just a good story that we say, well, it's a good story and it's good for the kids. No, no, no. Jesus Christ is alive. He's present reality in your life. He's desiring an ongoing conversation with you. He's strength and power that can conquer the grave. Surely he can conquer whatever you're facing. He's not somewhere lost in the past. He's here now, and he wants to comfort you and strengthen you with his presence. Amen? Father God, we thank you that Christ is risen. Lord, let us, be, let us be aware of your presence. Jesus, give us faith to believe that you're not just an idle tale. You're not just a story. You are a risen and living savior. You are the divine, fully God, fully man, and you're present right here, right now. Holy Spirit, we need you to make Christ alive to us today. That you're active and you're moving, that you're still speaking, that we could even reach out and touch you in presence, Lord, that you're here. Lord, we sent you in the sanctuary when we worship. We sent you, uh, we, we sense you out here in this beautiful air. But Lord, remind us that you walk with us every day. You're with us in the car when we're driving around. You're with us in the morning when we're getting ready for work. You're with us in trials and challenges. You're with us in the midnight hour when we can't sleep and the burdens of life are pressing in. Jesus Christ, you're with us. Emmanuel. That's not just, that's not just a story. That's a reality. And it wouldn't be the case unless you hadn't come back from the dead. And Lord, we thank you that in Christ, we have resurrection life. And there's a resurrection promised for every single son and daughter who has gone on before us and that will come after us. Oh, death, where is your sting? The sin, the death, everything that had held us back has been conquered through Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
It's in your name we pray. Amen.